Was Christmas really in December all of these years? Was Christ born in December? Hmm. We kind of talk about that today and where Christ fits in the whole mix and when we celebrate these different, uh, you know, uh, holidays, holy days, actually. We'll talk about that today. Well, welcome to another podcast here with Steve and Eddie, and it is true. We're going to talk a little bit about that today because that's what Eddie talked about on Sunday morning and uh, uh, a little bit about a Constantine, but we're going to get into that in just a little bit. Eddie, good to see you today. I see you have your bears. Yeah, well, I didn't do any good last night have it on, but Bears kind of are struggling. They're on the struggle bus this year. That is for sure. (laughs) Well, they've got a little few decisions as far as football uh, in the Chicago land area, but um, uh, Eddie Eddie seems to uh, he's always sided with the Bears. He's he could be called a Bears fan, I suppose. I'm uh, a Dallas Cowboys fan, and um, my Cowboys are actually not doing too bad this year. But um, uh, it's 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 good to be in the house. How you doing well, today? And as a transplanted Illinoisan into uh, the Hoosier State. I I do cheer for the Colts as well. Oh, yeah, nice. a lot of oh, Colts I, fans here. So. I do too, since they're not in the same division as the Cowboys. <laughs> it always helps. I, uh, and uh, what I've noticed when the Colts are really winning, there's a lot of Colts paraphernalia clothing without yes. to the congregation, but I've not mentioned it that much. No. Seen it that much. No. So. Uh, but but I will on. tell you that as we most of us know in listening to this podcast today. They're doing a heck of a job. Yeah, they're doing. They are. Yeah, they are. They're, I'm proud of them. So. They're coming along pretty good. That Taylor man, he is something else at running back. It's good to have two football teams because usually one of them's not doing so good. There you go. You can crawl about. The, I'll, to, I'll wear my Colts hat next time. So. Okay. All right. I got that. Okay. Well, that's good. But <laughs> yeah, we're kind of winding down on the season on that. Um, well, they're knocked out of contention. They have no. At least, you know. The Bears, you say. The Colts are still, mm, the they're Colts in are, there. Colts are in there. The Cowboys are in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be uh, interesting. It's really kind of a crazy uh, NFL season, quite honestly. There's been a lot of ups and downs and different things. Um, we had um, a few things happening on Sunday. We had you speaking. Um, I led worship by myself. Um, Doc Ellis came up and and shared about Haiti. Can yep. you can you talk a little bit about the result of that a little bit? I think it'd be great to kind of mention on the podcast a little bit. Well, uh, Doc got up and mentioned about a little girl, the place that we'd visited in Haiti by the name of Plique, little village, and a 10-year-old girl had um, died from drinking bad water is mm-hmm. pretty much what it bound. And he has challenged people to give uh, $60 for a small water filtration system that can be uh, through a bucket really through any little village or whatever and he challenged the folks here and uh, ended up i think when all said and done it's going to be around sixteen thousand dollars that was raised can you that is amazing we have so, such a giving group of oh, family uh, is just amazing for sure. and um it, it, so i heard about it this morning it's it's not going to buy a bunch of buckets it's, no, it's actually going, going, going to, to dig be, that well there. They're going to dig it a well, yep. and that's going to be so much more advantageous. It's going to 
um, still have a filtration system on it, um, from what I understand, and the different things, or maybe, so, however well, they I do that, I think there'll be, know. and there'll be more left over that they can go out in some of those other villages mm-hmm. as well and do some things. So yeah, so uh, big, big thank you. We'll mention that on Sunday as well. But uh, what a wonderful thing! And, and Doc was just being uh, obedient to the Spirit yeah. as he uh, heard the Spirit's call on his own life to. My goodness, we got to make a charge towards this, you know. But um, yeah, so thank you for giving. Uh, what a what a beautiful uh, result from that whole thing. And then we had uh, the children that uh, had a time of worship yeah. and, ch- and Christmas um, special on the second service. And um, you that are listening and and might have wondered, maybe you've tried to find it online. Um, Normally, our second service is being presented online, live, and um, this this year, what we're going to do is we've what we did to present uh, online at ten thirty was Eddie's first uh, service and sermon, and uh, what we're going to do on uh, Christmas Eve. I almost said New Year's Eve, but Christmas Eve mm-hmm. is to have a special event to uh, have that put on Facebook and uh, have that presented. Um, and I say have that, have the children's special uh, presented, and uh, that will be online, and that it was recorded. But uh, we're going to have that online, and, and you'll be able to, to view it if you'd like to, to look at that again if you happen to be here online, uh, live when it ha- did happen this last weekend, or if you've not seen it yet. So, And uh, we much kudos to Chris, um, Pastor Chris, as she got all the children uh, together on that and gathered and and uh, had some extras from uh, some of the older folks or older um, young yeah. young youth but they but they were yeah. 15 and under that were helping with the worship that day as well so uh, yeah we had a great great Sunday last week and then this coming Sunday is the 26th the day after Christmas going to be a wonderful time uh, celebrating the birth of Christ as we gather as a family, uh, then as well. Um, Eddie, what are you going to get for Christmas? Yeah, I don't know. Stevie, probably. <laughs> what do you not, want for Christmas? <laughs> I really don't have any uh, wants. Actually, I got pretty much everything I need. Yeah. To be honest with you, it's just great being with the family. I guess. Now the big question that. here is: Are you going to be able to hold off? Uh, giving Daisy. Well, she already knows what it is, oh, so sure. I don't see the point. I've <laughs> <laughs> been no. married 51 years. That woman, maybe I surprised her once. So, so you let let the people know that that when it's at your house, it's it doesn't matter if it's Christmas no. Eve or if it's five days before Christmas no. or it's Absolutely. whenever you want, right? I bought her Christmas in July and opened it August 1st, so it's been <laughs> that. <laughs> Well, I, even in your own family, uh, Kennedy and Elijah have done the same thing. Well, I Elijah did, whips out not, this knife, so here's my Christmas present. Yeah, I said, oh, man. That, uh, how did you? How did this happen? This is not the way you were raised. And uh, of course, there's smiles well, all around because it's a big thing here, you know, within uh, our family. Is that no, no, no? We're not going to be opening up for Christmas presents until well. Christmas morning. And uh, I think surprise, they f- fell in Pappy's camp on that. So. <laughs> So anyway, anyhow, it's well, a good time. Yeah, and um, it, it is it is fun to 
the anticipation and it's hard to wait i know especially for big kids like you pap well uh let's have a word of prayer and we'll get right into this whole time lord thank you so much thank you for loving us the way you do thanks so much for the birth uh, or the giving of jesus christ and the birth of your son into this world thank you for the love that has been lavished upon us the grace and mercy been given and i just thank you for our time together here today in this podcast i pray that you will bless it may it be from your heart in jesus name we pray amen amen well the title of the message is putting christ back into christmas and they're kind of in the intro i i told a little story on on my wife about as a child she her and her brothers went over and cut down the neighbor's blue spruce trees for christmas trees and I asked on numerous occasions, it, it was dark, and I couldn't see his Dinah-Marie here. And no, nobody said anything or whatever. But uh, when she got to the door, five people ratted me out. Five? I, I have found out that Crossroads is a, it's a rat's nest. <laughs> Everybody wants to rat me out, it well, seems. It's a sad state of events as far as I'm concerned. You but, know, uh, yeah. The, yeah, when you talk about... The head rat the, wasn't even here. <laughs> John Ray, Scott's the head rat. He's the one that always... He waits like at the door like a, a five-year-old or six-year-old to rat me out when Diane gets there. He wasn't here. I think he was with his family. So God bless him. So uh, anyhow, that's it. Uh, yeah, so I, it doesn't matter here. I mean, there's tons of them out there. They just well, they like to see me in trouble. You got Dicey's back, it sounds like. Yeah. It is a sad state of events. Yeah, well. Yeah. Well, and, you know, over the years, it, and I, maybe it is confusing uh, for children. You see... Two major things really stick out uh, Christmas. Uh, uh, the manger scenes and then Santa Claus. And as a kid, it was confusing to me how they went together. And uh, and as I came to Christ, uh, you know, I, I understood that it is about Jesus. It, it's really not about Santa Claus, but we have interjected that into our society. Uh, and one of the things about it that I, I you see the word Xmas. Uh, that X, it's cross, it's taking Jesus out. It's taking Christ out of Christmas, actually. And I wanted to, you know, to try to talk about that, how to how to put Jesus back in uh, into uh, Christmas, because that's, that's what it's about. And I told a little history lesson here this morning that I didn't realize, or Sunday morning, that I didn't realize in the 3rd century A.D., uh, Constantine became a believer or a Christian, and uh, the people in the Roman Empire had prayed that their emperor, of course, they had the Caesars. Wow, what a, what a bunch of wild bunch that was. But that uh, the emperor would become a Christian. Well, he did. So uh, one of the first things he did was make Christianity the religion of the empire, of the state. But the problem with, was with that, uh, a lot of people came to Christ at the point of a sword. Hmm. With the whole military, you know, and he, they went out to evangelize, but they did it in a, <laughs> that's a pretty crazy way, they actually, and that's uh, how they did it. They didn't use the sword, the, the word but, of the Lord but, as a sword, they used but, the actual uh, sword. And, and the problem behind that was that after doing that, everybody thought it was chic to be part of mm. Christianity, but yet they still had... Well, they was trying to figure out what they were going to do with their other gods and these other festivals that they had. How was that going to work? But what what Constantine on his hand was was a kingdom of unconverted converts. Is the problem? They heart and head was not aligned with Christ and the Holy Spirit. It was in name only. Mm-hmm. 
And I think maybe sometimes even within the modern church you see that. A lot of people are in name only. Their life doesn't back it up. So what what Constantine did uh, to uh, in favor of the people's religious holidays, he declared December 25th for centuries celebrated as Saturnalia, the birthday of the sun, as a celebration of the birthday of Christ. So he interjected one for another. That was the first one. Now, historians say that Jesus was born in October. Hmm. So it doesn't matter, I guess, in a sense. Right. But, but Constantine, he's the one that pulled the plug on that and said it was this way. He also declared the old holiday of the spring equinox uh, to be the celebration of Christ's resurrection, which is Easter. The old emphasis on the festival was the worship of the goddess of fertility, which is where we get the Easter bunny. So that's where that come from. When we think about Christmas and Easter, that's this is this is where they came came from. So that's the religious ceremonies. And then, like you said before, uh, some people say Happy Holiday. They don't. They're there for a while. They were telling people employees not to say Merry Christmas, but Happy Holidays. But one thing about it that was is probably doesn't people don't realize that, but holidays is two old English words, holy and day. Mm-hmm. So when they say holiday, it's a holy day. What are the holy days? Well, Advent and Hanukkah actually is the only holidays really in in November and December. Advent begins on November twenty eighth and ends on December twenty fourth, and it's that whole anticipation of the Christ child being born, and that's. Mm-hmm. How do you put Christ back in Christmas? Uh, we embrace the text, which is John three sixteen and seventeen. I I like the birth story about Christ, but when it all boils down to it, the premise is this: For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. God did not send His Son into the world to condemn it, but to save it. That is, that's the point. Yeah. You know, and it's it's interesting. Jesus never told us to celebrate his birth, only his death and resurrection. Right. That's it, and right. that's the key. He, I always thought that was interesting. We we do make a big deal out of Christmas, and uh, but you know, uh, he really didn't want us to do that actually. But he did want us to celebrate his death and his resurrection. That's why we, you know, that's why we take communion. Right. And then I, I talked a little bit about Santa Claus, where he comes from, and the whole concept of gift giving. He was a real person, but he he helped widows and orphans, and he helped a lot of people. The Catholic Church made him a saint, um, and I don't know. And this is where gift giving comes from in America. It's from here, from that, and that whole whole concept is that uh, it's a fantasy in a, in a sense. He did exist, but he. He couldn't fly around the world. So I found give everybody out, presents. Yeah, so I found out that Saint Nicholas was uh, actually the origin of him was in Turkey. Uh, in the in the um, in what what year was that? Do you remember? Did did you have that down? I didn't have the date. Okay, down. Um, it was early on. It yeah, was it pretty was... early. Um, but uh, you know, he had come. He had known Christ anyway. It was anyway. I did find that out. Yeah. Um, and there's this is very interesting. There is a guy um, that has uh, written a musical about the story of Saint Nicholas hmm. because it is it is quite ex- ex- extraordinary uh, the way that he had. Um, 
and I wish I could remember what it is, and then maybe as we talk here, I'll find it, uh, maybe on my phone that I saved it, but WBGL had actually uh, highlighted him, and they, uh, Streeter High School, Streeter, Illinois, mm, yeah. was doing, um, had the high school, had renovated their theater, and so he used that. Huh. It's gonna. He's working on it becoming a musical, or I mean a uh, movie. Yeah. And so he's doing. He's already done the musical. He's done a ballet to it, and and uh, he's now doing a movie. This guy's quite. A, he's, and I've listened to some of the songs, and it's really good. It's it's. Um, but the premise is what the church should be doing, right? And that's what we did in Haiti. That's the point. That's right. But I, I think as you know, Keith Green uh, said this. He. He was straight into the point. He says, when we, this is, this is Keith Green said this, when we consider all the money spent by all of us during a season, that's greatest meaning is the father giving his son to come and die for us. We must cry out against injustice of an American Christian people who have so much and do so little. The true meaning of the season should be to give ourselves to the work of spreading the gospel proclaiming freedom to the captives, giving them bread to eat, then pointing to the bread of life to fill their hungry souls. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's, uh, you know, and I think we need, you know, to remember that because we do have, (laughs) Americans are spoiled, my goodness gracious. You know, some of the places I've been and seen, and wow. Well, you know, and that's the point that people did reach out Sunday and, and, and gave those. And I, you know, we recommend sometimes that you get on Samaritan's Purse website and buy a goat for some a family in a third world country or a sack of rice or something. Mm-hmm. But we are so far removed from that. If you don't see it every day, you don't, you can push it aside. Mm-hmm. It's like people turn the channel when they see starving children on TV and won't well, watch it. And that, and, and that was uh, locally... And giving towards mis- missions uh, in Haiti, and then just over the weekend, um, it was Friday and Saturday, a small group here at Crossroads gave um, almost six hundred dollars to a couple that is was in desperate need. Uh, gal has cancer, and yeah. um, uh, then then um, he has um, he had just got back off of COVID. Yeah, and so these giving and this giving that is going around and as we yeah it's everywhere it's not just in other countries right and we, as we We're know doing. this and as we as we have the heart of Christ uh, we just need to be sensitive and that's that's it where do we put Christ we put it right mm-hmm. back into christmas and and making sure that that he's the one that we focus in on and well, god has blessed crossroads abundantly cuz we've been generous that's god, why yeah it, for no, I mean that's probably the main. And you know, I don't know if reasons. Maybe maybe the people need to know that, um, you know, we ask we ask people that come here to tithe, but I don't know that they know that the church actually tithes. Yeah, the church crossroads tithes. Yeah, and that's one of the things that that I believe that that we've discussed as elders and we've talked about that uh, throughout the years that um, as we do this and we do it. Uh, out of obedience and just saying, Father, how can we give and how can we, you know, and and just do these things and look for these opportunities and so, um, yeah, it. I think that I think the folks need to, not 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 only do we do we reach out to those uh, in the in the local, you know, that that need that extra help, and Kurt does such a great job with finding and and helping and 
and it, and then it expands to Terre Haute. Mm-hmm. It it of course then goes to other. Uh, right now, um, that ter- tornado and and Kurt's working on the relief on that and getting teams going. And so we're uh, working on that Kentucky stuff, and of course then Haiti and and other places that we've been. But just then that uh, that other tithe that goes then to helping the church globally or. Um, uh, God, God is good, and and He just, He is going to use our resources if we're just obedient, and um, it's good stuff, yeah. So, well, you know, when He, yeah, I, this kind of my main theme, I guess, a lot of times when I talk about, is He came to give us two kinds of life, abundant life, John ten ten. My purpose is to give life in all its fullness, and the message says that's a little differently, close. It says, I came so that they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. So that's mm-hmm. that's the point. That's why he came. And it's up to us, you know, to reach out and grasp that. Yeah. Um, so when that, you know, I ask folks that, in their Christmas celebrations to not leave Jesus out, but to... Make him the uh, center. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's awesome. Oh, it, was, it was a... Very good message, um, great reminder for us all. So this coming Sunday, the 26th, um, something about dogs? Yeah, it's a dog-eat-dog world. (laughs) Dog-eat-dog, characterized by ruthless behavior and competition as of a society, situation, industry, etc. A dog-eat-dog situation is one in which people are willing to harm each other or to use dishonest methods in order to achieve what they want. That seems like the message of the world. Mm. We're not of the world, but we're in it. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the point. The question that we'll answer this last Sunday of the year of our Lord and Savior 2021 is how should followers of Christ react and live in a dog eat dog world? It's success driven, it's money driven, it's a push, push, push. So, we, you know, we have to, we have to live in that. Mm-hmm. So, I've, it, it, it's amazing, you know, in this series of Solomon, you come back right after Christmas, and it goes kind of right in, right into this. But that's uh, that's that's where we're going. Ecclesiastes four one through eight. What ought to be isn't what it what is. What how the world ought to be is not the way the way it is. Um, especially when you try to line up against Scripture in the way that we're supposed to be living. Again, I observed, he starts out, all the oppression that takes place in our world. I saw the tears of the oppressed with no one to comfort them. The oppressors have great power and the victims are helpless. So I concluded that the dead are better off than the living, and most fortunate of all are those who have never been born, for they have never seen all the evil that is done in our world. Hmm. It's amazing when you read this written eons ago how relevant that it is and how he... (laughs) is explaining how the world should be. Way too many people who are, they sell out to climbing the ladder of success. And they'll let their families go, they let everything go. And then when they do all that's within them to get to the top, they find out that their ladder's against the wrong wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Solomon looks around, he sees people who have reached the top and those below who are still clawing their way up. And that's, you know, uh, it, and then he, like it just, I just read, he, he um, is living in lavish, a lavish lifestyle, but yet he sees outside and he sees oppressive conditions in verses 1 through 3. 
And then in verses 4 through 6, he sees competitive determination. Looking over his world, Solomon encounters another all-too-familiar situation. And I have seen that every labor and every skill which is done in the result of rivalry between a man and his neighbor, this too is vanity and striving after wind. Boy, is that... Is that <laughs> is that right? And this and this and I'm sure this so people will relate to this in this dog eat dog world. You might be working with somebody and they'll step on you to get ahead of you and you thought they were your friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, that happens constantly. Yeah. Through a lot of different things. Well he not he you know, he talks about that. Um Book of Proverbs and Solomon gives some some counsel there. In, in Proverbs fifteen sixteen seventeen, he says, "Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and turmoil with it. Better it is to live a life of humility in Christ than it is to have all these things." Is what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Better is a dish of vegetables where love is than a fattened ox and hatred with it. Mm, no doubt. <laughs> and then in sixteen eight in Proverbs, he says, "Better is a little." W- with righteousness than great income with injustice. Hmm. You know, he, he and he, he gets he he's talking about people that are workaholics and burn the candle at both ends that that let everything. Uh, you you wonder about a lot of successful people that have uh, have ignored their family to to achieve success, and then when they get to the point to enjoy it, they've already lost their family. They've yeah. discarded them, and they, yeah. they you. You can't go back and change that. And then he talks about personal disillusionment in verse 7 and 8. The top dog, Solomon, makes one more observation before offering a familiar assessment. Then he says, you know, he this whole book, of, he talks about chasing the wind and vanity of vanity. It's all worthless unless it's for God, I guess. He says, Then I looked again at vanity under the sun. There was a certain man without a dependent, having neither a son nor a brother, yet there was no end to all his labor. Indeed, his eyes were not satisfied with riches, and he never asked, And for whom am I laboring and depriving myself of this pleasure? He was a slave to success. And all that he achieved, he wasn't doing it for anybody but himself. He found no pleasure of that. Then he says, This to his vanity is a grievous task. Then he, he brings this an analysis uh, to the and then then I'm gonna uh, Luke fifteen uh, fifteen through twenty one I'm not gonna read that but it, it's it, Christ told a parable that uh, aptly uh, uh, illustrates the tragedy of seeking satisfaction and success. Material gain will never satisfy our spiritual thirst. Neither will power, prestige, or success. And that is, and that is the whole point that the Solomon's trying to make. Regardless of your station in life or how old you are, focus on God, and and everything will be a lot better in your life. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. And it, yeah. It, and to try to shut out the world's voice as much as possible, which is impossible almost to agree. But you can't. The world doesn't take us down the right path. It seems right at the time, but uh, the ending doesn't turn out so good. Here's two haunting questions that Solomon kind of ends us with. When we reduce what we have covered t- 
to its essentials, two questions emerge that demand soul-searching answers. One, are you telling yourself the truth about possessions? Solomon and Christ agree material prosperity will never satisfy only a saving relationship with the Lord will. And the second question, are you hearing God's warning about priorities? The Lord must be given first place. Then and only then will true satisfaction flood your life. So it brings us, you know, the last three questions that it's a self-evaluation. What's my attitude toward possessions? What's my attitude toward priorities? And what's my attitude toward success? Yeah. So that's pretty much where we're going on that. And it, it just, it's kind of a reality check as we go into this new year. <laughs> we start where we need to be in Christ, that our priorities are uh, in place. Yeah. So. Yeah. And God will direct our paths. He will. He will. But we, it, it is our duty to stay close to him, to uh, be humble, and, and I, to recognize the gift that he is. And I found a, a, a great clip from Right Now Media that we'll end with. I'm not going to give it away, but it's a guy out in the desert digging a grave. But uh, it's pretty uh, poignant. It really mm-hmm. kind of really gets your attention, so right. let's put it that way. Wow. Pastor, would you pray, please? So I need to ask forgiveness for all the rats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I won't hold ill feelings for them. Okay, good. So, Lord, thanks for your word and your love and your grace and your mercy. I know we take advantage of it every day, but nonetheless, we sure like it, and we thank you for it. As we think about, uh, I hope, uh, this coming Friday night and Saturday that somewhere in the midst of our celebrations with our families that uh, you're mentioned and you're lifted up and exalted, even if it's just to say, Lord, we love you, and uh, that we might understand why we're there and why you've blessed us so much and give you glory and honor for that. And for Sunday, Lord, as we think about the world in which we live and how we respond to it, there's a certain way that you want us to respond, but sometimes we don't always do that. So. I just pray, God, that you give us open ears and hearts. We might prepare ourselves as we go into this new year that we might be where we need to be with you. So, And I pray for those that don't know you that they might start this year with you, Lord. Uh, we give you praise and glory and um, just ask your blessing uh, on our church and what we continue to do and uh, all the other churches and in our city as well and all the pastors. We ask these things in your precious name. Amen. 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 Well, thanks for... Uh presenting uh, the gospel and um, uh, thank you for uh, reiterating why we need to put Christ first and and uh, put him back into the Christmas time frame and and uh, all that is the hubbub we just yeah, definitely need sure. to make sure that he's the center for sure well thank you for uh, joining us this year this actually is going to be our last podcast of 2021 and uh, we'll catch you, pick, pick you back up uh, first Wednesday of the uh, 2022. So um, we're looking forward to that. Again, thanks so much for, for your time and spending time with us. We have been uh, very thankful for uh, being able to do this and just getting the extra word out. Yeah. You know, on Wednesdays, I think it's, it's good to continue to reiterate and to refocus and 
kind of highlight that again, right? Bring that back to the center. What did what was that? You know that we talked about on Sunday. And, yeah. And um, it, I, I like that in the sense that sometimes that was done on a on a midweek service or yeah. a prayer service. It's kind of like you know five ten minutes. You know, kind of pick it back up. But we're doing that. And if we can bring some joy and laughter and a smile into those lonely workers that travail these country roads ah. looking for gas leaks. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, Well, we do wish you a Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for being with us. And, and uh, we hope that your new year not only starts off well, but it is very blessed. And, uh, and if you... Uh, haven't been coming to church uh, i just want to continue to tell you how much we miss you yeah please come we, we miss um, you we want you to be a part of the community and and uh, i know that it's one thing to be online um you do get a you get the word there but it, there's nothing like being in house and so well uh, it's hard for me to harass them when they're sitting at home yeah careful when i see them face to face it's a little different <laughs> oh, I, so I like it better so. well let's see maybe maybe uh maybe you need to pull back on that a little bit pastor yeah. we get it <laughs> yeah maybe i'll go to my prayer closet now. oh okay well there you go the rats and then the harassing oh sheesh well, no, we uh, don't want to digress, but we do want to say again, thank you for joining us, and a Merry Christmas to you all. Yeah. Amen. God bless, and we'll see you next year. Bye-bye.